0: Howdy folks, Cormac Walsh here from Bass Fishing Ireland and you're all very welcome to episode 18 of the Lure Fishing Podcast. In this podcast I'm delighted to say once again I'm joined by Henry Gilby. If you haven't heard, um, Henry suffered a major heart attack a couple of months ago but thankfully he is now fully on the road to recovery. We have a great chat about his health scare and then we also have a fantastic chat about all things bass fishing. I really enjoyed this chat and it's great to see Henry has lost none of his passion so hopefully you enjoy this one as much as I do. So it's great it's great to chat to you, I suppose. If you're okay to talk about it, we'll just talk about your, your health scare there. You had a heart attack.
1: Yeah, far away. Absolutely no problem at all.
0: Yeah, it's great to see you. you've made such a great recovery. And I see you today, you're, you're talking about going for a run. Did you go today or is it tomorrow?
1: No, no, I had a sort of, I had an, um, I had like an online cardio rehabilitation thing and I'm, um, I had a meeting last week with a, a, a lady of a physiologist. I think she's a physiologist. Um, and she said, no running yet, but she's given me, she wants me upping my heart rate, which is good, but I sort of, I can't up my heart I can't find any long enough hills or, you know, I can't, I can't up my, I suppose the you are, I guess I need to get, so I asked her today, I said, is there any chance I can jog? I promise I won't run. She yeah. Says, yeah, you can jog, just, 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 I've got to, yeah, I've got to keep to a certain heart rate, which isn't very, you know, it's not too high. I promised her I won't go over that. So um, so tomorrow morning, 6 a.m., I'm going for a run stroke. No, sorry, I didn't say run. I said jog stroke walk.
0: Oh, brilliant. That, that's great. I'd say you're looking forward to that.
1: I can't wait. I mean, It's pathetic, isn't it? I'm this running thing. I guess you. Um, but yeah, I'm dying to go. I can't wait.
0: Yeah, yeah, because I'm sure you've been missing it, like because I know how much you were doing. You've been you've been doing it for quite a while now, and uh, you know we had a bit of crack back and forth with times and that, and I was always trying to beat your times, and every time I would, you'd do a faster <laughs> time again, you know, and I was like, sake. <laughs> no, yeah.
1: no, but it's like it's it's weird, isn't it? It's like you. I mean, I look, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not a runner. I'm very obviously not a runner, but once you start doing it, I just I found it fascinating how someone like me, who is not small and is not, you know, there's a lot of me to move around, but I find it fascinating if you work hard, how you can sort of, you can have the ability to run 5k, 8k, whatever it may be, and then get a bit faster. And I'm still at that stage, well, apart from having a heart attack, I'm still at the stage of being just, I can't quite believe it's possible. So, and then once it's taken away, I'm yeah, I'm dying to get back to it because I, I know it's good for me and I know it's good for my fishing
0: yeah yeah absolutely yeah yeah um i suppose the last time you had a run obviously you had the heart attack um like did how, how did that come about like or was it did it did it, you obviously didn't have symptoms because i was talking to you a few days before well, that and you were you know you were flying it like I so did.
1: i did have i did look un- unknowingly i did have warning signs i was i don't know if you remember i did i did a guiding job out in kerry um I literally, the last morning I re- left Kerry, you know, I, I was leaving. Our clients were leaving. I ran my fastest ever 5K, which is not fast in fast terms, but fast for me. Yeah. Felt great. Got got back home. You know, long journey home. Got back. Went for a run. It was like my running had fallen off a cliff. It just felt awful. And it felt, you know, I, I went fishing and I had to sort of, having literally been running up the cliffs, I had to stop coming up the cliffs because I was out of breath. And I thought, this is weird. You know, kept up with the running, but just it—it it was going bad. But I probably quoted times to you, I remember? Back yeah, then, yeah. Something, yeah, something was something was wrong. And I actually said to my wife Cormac, like I said, "I'm," um, I said, "I think I've had COVID without realizing. I thought it was my lungs, um, but it wasn't. It was my heart starting to pack up. And then I, went well, yeah, the morning of my heart attack, I um, I went for a five k run. I mean, it's a, it was appalling. I had, like that crippled giraffe, you know, running really badly." Yeah. But I managed to do it. You know, I did 5k. Especially I had these new running shoes. I was dying to use. You yeah. know, it's like getting a it's like getting a new lure rod. I was itching to use yeah. them. They felt yeah. great. Yeah, you know, apart, apart from the running going uh crap. Um I did it. Then uh, you know I had I felt like I had indigestion. I, I had breakfast, felt like I had indigestion. That went away. Had a bath and then it does it hit me like a steam train. Just um, you know like a really bad this pounding pain in my well, in my heart um then very suddenly my arms went completely numb fingers started tingling just started pouring pouring sweat right yeah and i thought oh, i thought i might be in trouble here um and i don't know i don't know what i was able to you know maybe it's because i was running and i was fitter i was stronger i don't know what well, they told me yeah it helps to be stronger i was able to sort of think logically about you know what's the best way of getting help and i thought you know what so i put the dog out in the garden and i drove myself to my doctor's surgery about five minutes away while i was having a heart attack right went in there and said i uh, said i think i need help please and they were they were good as gold They got me into a room i lay on a floor and this really sweet gp did some tests and she said oh you're having a heart attack and i went oh okay um uh-huh. i remember i think i put it on my blog and i swear it's true this is how this is how sh- stupid blokes can be yeah i was lying on the floor in a pool of sweat having a heart attack and she said oh you're having a heart attack and i said oh <laughs> i said um I said, I said i said when it's over is there any chance i can please go home because i'm fishing this afternoon i swear because the tides uh, were really nice I had, a yeah. of, I had a bunch of i had a bunch of bass the evening but the afternoon before and it was corresponding ties i thought oh, i'm gonna smash them um yeah, yeah. And she went on oh, she said no i've called an ambulance you need an emergency you know you, you've got to go to hospital i said are you serious she goes oh yeah i said oh i better take this seriously and then i'm um, yeah like i'm being slightly flippant i mean look i the way i describe it cormac is i got unlucky with a heart attack but otherwise every single thing went my way
0: yeah to yeah. survive
1: it you know okay yeah. i i did i did have to call my wife my wife who very rarely answers her phone but she did there there was they are about four hours away. They were seeing her in laws. I had to call my wife and say, "Sweetheart, I'm sorry. I'm having a heart attack."
0: Yeah, I'm sorry about this. But, yeah, me. sorry to bother you. Yeah. But,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. Can you tell the girls? I've got, I've got two girls. i um, 18 and 16. And um, look, that was a uh, that was a hard one because I, you know, I just, I didn't know was you didn't I going to Happen? Gonna, yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't, I didn't know if I was going to die or not die. I didn't have any clue. I just was trusting in the medics, the ambulance crew. And my wife, they were they kicked into gear. They got themselves back from the Isle of Wight, and I actually saw them that evening in hospital. I mean, Brilliant. poor things. I mean, I think I, I think I really I think, to be honest, I shook them up more than I was shaken up. If that makes sense.
0: Yeah, yeah, well, believe it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And what, um, what did they? So, what look, did they find, like, Henry? Uh, what was what was, was he obviously had to get stints. What did, like I mean, did they did they tell you why it happened or?
1: Yeah. Look. Uh, well, <laughs> they were quite insistent early on, Henry you need to know you've had a very severe heart attack um, right. i said okay um, i subsequently found out one artery was totally blocked so if i hadn't got help i guess i was dead yeah, um, yeah. but they said look they said you know they obviously i had you know, freaking yeah measurements done all, all the time the hospital patches stuck to me hair ripped off me um bit different bits shaved you know, you could honestly <laughs> i could go into many details whatever, but um they said Oh, i've got low i don't have high blood pressure i haven't got high cholesterol sure i'm not a um i'm not a racing snake but i eat pretty well i was getting fitter or fitter than i already was i was getting stronger don't drink or smoke they were very yeah. they asked. yeah don't smoke i don't smoke i don't drink I've yeah. drunk since i was 18 i smoked since i was 29 um but they very they asked me very early on they said um do you have a history of heart attacks in your family and i said no but then I spoke to my mum, and she said, oh, hang on, Henry, um, we do. On my dad's side of the family, it's pretty prevalent, and they said, look, it's most likely genetic. Right, um, okay, yeah. So I said, I said, look, if I'd lived like a monk, what would have happened? And they said, well, you were going to get it. It just right. ha- happened to hit you that day. They said if you still smoked, probably would have hit you ten, 10 years earlier. And they said, if you were like you know three times the size and you took no exercise and you ate you ate takeaways every day of the week they said it probably they can't guarantee it. they said it probably would have killed you stone dead and you've no no you know the fact that you were fitter and stronger helped you kind of um you staved
0: it off for a while you were kept you kept you know you yeah. Kept, yeah yeah yeah
1: and i helped me fight when when the heart attack hit because it was freaking painful when it hit I was able to sort of take logical steps. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah, and also they said the problem is, look, I'm not ultra fit. Of course I'm not. But they said the problem with younger people, especially younger than me, and like these really fit people who get heart attacks, they say that, you know, increased fitness is very good for you, but it can help mask the symptoms. Right. So, look, i got yeah. lucky. You know, I've got, you know, got lucky. Um, they scanned my heart. obviously in hospital, and they said, you've obviously sustained damage because that's what a heart attack is but you will get back to full fitness if you're clever and you're careful and you do your recovery so i've sort of been i don't know maybe maybe selfishly sort of concentrating on my recovery recently you know, obviously i'm concentrating on my family but i've been concentrating on my recovery yeah trying to get better and i'm sort of I'm, I'm very lucky i'm on the mend i've been starting going fishing you know tomorrow morning i go for my first jog stroke walk so yeah like, I'm that's, really lucky that's great I, you know, like, I'm, yeah how long ago
0: is it since it happened?
1: Uh, I think oh, what day today? What's th- is it Tuesday today? 12, oh, five 12, weeks 12 ago today. today. Yeah, five, five w- weeks ago today. Yeah, yeah. So that's that's
0: that's brilliant. Like you're back fishing a week, like, and now five weeks later you're going out for a little, a little, um, a little yeah. jaunt, you yeah. know. So uh, that's
1: that's fantastic. Yeah. Look, and I won't be I won't be quoting running paces to you for a while. No, no, something. yeah. Time. yeah. <laughs> it is. Until I, until I can freaking smash my best five k, you'll be hearing no yeah. more about times. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. But then, no, i I'm yeah. joking you know, they said the the, the consultant in the hospital he said, look, you know, he said, don't forget. He said, we've mended you. He said, your heart has not been working a hundred percent for a long time. Yes. I thought, oh. so I messaged my mates and I said, get your, get your running shoes on. I said, because we are going to walk up those cliffs at double the speed, but I'm back. Um,
0: Brilliant. So we'll see. Yeah, you know, yeah.
1: I'm, I'm lucky. I'm, I'm lucky. I'm back fishing. I mean, you know, you know what it's like when, they, when fishing is taken away. God, you want to go even more than you ever did. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Uh, um,
0: and in fairness, you know, you got back to what you're doing, what you're told, you're easing yourself back into it, and um, you had a few fish as well there as well, didn't you last week?
1: Oh God, it was cool. I mean, yeah, it was. I mean, just yeah, to catch a few fish. It, it, yeah, I mean, I was I was genuinely sort of worried. You know, the first bass I hook after my heart attack. You know, what's going to happen is my is my freaking heart rate. Yeah, gonna, yeah, going through the roof. Cause I carry this thing called GTN spray, which apparently if you feel any stuff in your heart, you've got to sit down and spray it under your tongue. And it sort of brings your blood pressure down. Ah, but yes, you know, yeah, yeah, I did think, Oh my God, if I hook my first bath, I'm going to have to like, consume the whole. Sort of, yeah, like, yeah. You'll have to, you'll have to rot in one spray. hand and
0: the spray in the other yeah. hand, you know? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um,
1: hmm. But it was cool. You know, as I was in the surf on Friday, we had like he- heavy surf conditions and I look again, you know, I'm not, I'm not by nature a sensible person. But I did kind of, you know, my mate was like wading up to his neck because the fish were at range. And I sort of waded, but kept coming back out because my physio I say my, the physiologist, she's cool. She said when I talked to her in the week about fishing, she said, look, you need to remember that I'm, that being in cold water is causing your heart to work three times harder. Right. Okay. So she said, please, you know, when you go about fishing, be sensible. So sort of, I'd like her on my shoulder virtually when I was fishing, you no. Know, be, so. I was. Look, I caught a few fish. Took some photographs. Uh, sensible. I had, I had an outrageous amount of fun. I absolutely frigging loved it.
0: Ah, brilliant. Yeah, that's that's great. Cool. Yeah. You know,
1: yeah. just to catch a few fish, you know, be out with your mate. Um, get get, get crashing, back doing in. what you
0: love doing. You don't get that buzz
1: again. It, it's you know it's yeah. It's brilliant. Hundred like, percent. And it's such a simple thing. You know, we get, we all go fishing because we love it. You know, it's nothing more complicated than that. Um, but when it's not there, you know, when it or when it's there, when it's like five minutes away or twenty minutes away or whatever, and the fishing's there and you can't do it, God you want to go and do it. You know, it, it sort of almost attains this kind of mythical status of you know, if I don't go fishing, I'm gonna go up the wall. Um, and to be able to go again, and actually okay, I sneaked a session in before I was like, technically allowed to, but it was very sort yeah. of a gentle session and I caught a couple of fish and you know my heart didn't go through my chest. But to go yeah to go on the coast um and bang stuff out yeah it's brilliant it, was, it' it doesn't get much better really yeah
0: yeah no, no, it's brilliant, and I think the way you dealt with everything and you, know, you were so open and honest about the, the heart attack and that it's, like it helped me because obviously, like everybody else i got a like i was, I got a big fright when I heard about you, you know and and actually put me off. I was actually I was actually nearly afraid to go for a run myself the next couple of days, you know. I was thinking, jeez, you know. Um, yeah. I was mean, yeah. like it, it just kind of, I was just thinking, jeez, you know, because I've been, you know, in contact with you and you're running there for the last few months and whatnot. Yeah, and I yeah. was, you know, and I remember you saying actually, "Geez, one of your runs, you were kind of like, I just felt horrible, you know. You felt you're real yeah. tired. And I was thinking, "Geez, someone someone runs, but someone runs, my runs were the same and that. But what I did was and i just booked in myself to get a full the full a full check as well you know so that in well itself done. is great well if if, if 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 more if more people um do that yeah, as well yeah. even from your experience just just go in get yourself checked over have have a have a little uh, mot there you know get get something get a, get a check a lot of these places yeah. are doing kind of you know hard checks um for free actually these days
1: you know so yeah. um so yeah look uh, on come- I'm conscious, Cormac. I'm sorry. No, I, I hope, you know, this is a fishing podcast. I love your podcast. I think you do a bloody good job. Um, and I hope that people listening aren't switching off or bored. But, but, you know, I just chose to be very open about my heart attack because, you know, it happened. It's not my fault. Um, I, and I also, also uh, I, when I write about stuff, I find it very cathartic. Is it cathartic the right word? I, you know, I find it's a good way of working it through my head um, because I was told to keep an eye on my head yeah because apparently this sort of stuff yeah. this stuff can, can come up and bite you so I, I chose to write about it i chose to put it on facebook and be very open um and if it helps anyone great and i actually you know i won't go to specifics but one of our lads who comes fishing with us in kerry um messaged me literally a week ago he's had a massive heart attack um he'd been reading my blog he knew to get himself help and he's okay because he was yeah Um, in hospital stent fitted out within three days he shall now start his recovery process and i you know if i helped him five percent by writing about my heart attack then you know that's yeah that makes me hugely proud i mean i mean pleased i mean pleased that you know i didn't want to i wish i hadn't got a heart attack but i did i got unlucky um if it helps someone else brilliant why, why the hell
0: not yeah yeah and I think it will help people like as I said it helped me I booked myself in got a check and I'm gonna do it I'm, I'm to myself I'm gonna do it every year you know um good, thinking, good. why not we do all these other things we go on holidays yeah. we book all these other things every year um, yeah, exactly yeah. Um, yeah might as well try, yeah. might as well focus on looking after ourselves
1: as well yeah yeah 100% um so look I'm lucky I'm back kind of you know I'm not doing everything I want to do yet but it's not far off and I'm you know I'm, I'm lucky I just I'm really lucky and I sort of cling to that yeah, yeah, I can't yeah. Ask much more of it.
0: yeah, no, that's great, great, Henry. Um look at that's gonna a bit of fishing. You were fishing were you fishing in the surf the other day? Did I see that?
1: Yeah, we um it's sort of a mixture of um it's ebb tide, you know, tide going out obviously, so it kind of runs off it's really int- it's really interesting ground that I sort of didn't know about, but I've sort of I'm not saying I've stumbled across it because a mate took me down there and i and i actually took us down to a different part of the mark and i got very interested in more of it if that makes sense because it's kind of a mixture of you know rocks lots of rocks it's not reef it's like rocks sticking out of the water so when you got the waves smashing into it it creates all these rips everywhere right yeah then on, on a big a bigger tide it almost like it, it's sort of like a mixture of what i'd call like I actually called it on my blog there. I like sort of called it convergence fishing. It's where all these currents just are created and they converge and they mix, and they sort of you can fish those currents. And, you know, you can all you know, you can visualize where to cast for the bass. And then as the on a bigger tide, as the water drops away, it almost becomes yeah, sort of pure surf fishing. So it's a really cool mixture.
0: Yeah. So like well, you've so you've you've got like a, obviously like kind of rocks. Um, rocks all around you it's obviously quite shallow is it and then you have some nice bits you have some nice surf coming in as well like so it's it's shallow obviously um so are you, yeah, kind of, are yeah, you using yeah. it's like like weedless soft plastic kind of things or what are you firing out
1: yeah we were because you can sort of like you can man- you can maneuver from sort of rock to rock Also, you're going to get the odd wave over your side, but yeah you know, it's fine it's not dangerous um mm. so yeah i kind of I you know I don't talk with a huge amount of experience from this location because I'm sort of learning it. Um, but most of that sort of like that wandering around from rock to rock. I'm fishing with a you know weedless soft plastic. Um, I'm quite getting into this sort of like you know these Cheb heads, these Cheb weights, rigging them um, those slender scoop shads like that. I quite like the way. and they yeah, but it doesn't matter. Use what you want, you know. Yeah, gravity sticks, do lives, um, Evo bass. You know, there's loads of there's loads of good paddle tails and stuff around, and I quite I really like that style of lure for. Um, you know, what do you call it? Precision fishing, casting in very specific areas. Um, and then sometimes the rips are so, they're so fun of me and my mate were talking about it, you know, as we were fishing almost, the rips are so strong. A lot of the time you're letting that current literally fish the lure for, you know, when you, you know, when you, that water, the water, the water that comes in has got to go back out. Then it's yeah. smashing into rocks and sort of like splaying off left, right and everywhere. You can almost hold that paddle tail in that current and feel a rod tip going crazy then when it, obviously when the current loses its grip then you retrieve it and then you know just by pure chance that we found that as the sort of tide stripped off the rocks you know we actually we were almost because my mate was being really kind Andy he was sort of like he kept saying you're all right yeah you know yeah yeah and, you know we, we were going to walk away actually because i was feeling a bit tired just because i'm having a heart attack um yeah, yeah and i said come on i said let's have a couple more chucks you know, put seek put seekers on, and absolutely blatted it, which I probably shouldn't do, but just blatted, it, you know, whacked it out, and bang, straight away we found bass. It wasn't epic or anything, but it was great. We found the bass at range in the surf. So obviously, because we're anglers, we stayed for another hour, had a few more fish. I've got some. Actually, I pulled out of the surf and just shot a lot of photographs of my mate fishing because it was just I love shooting. Ang- you know, an angler who's prepared to enjoys. Like getting out on the surf, getting smashed by the waves, you no know, water over the head in his face, all over the gear. Yeah, you know, I love shooting that kind of stuff, and I actually, I, I'd love to. I've got in there with a wide-angle lens and got close, but I was, you know, because I've got to be sort of captain, <laughs> captain sensible at the moment. Yeah, yeah. And I'm conscious, am conscious of my heart working a bit, so I sort of, I, I kept back with like a 70 to 200 lens and of shot on a long lens, which is quite good in a way because you can, at the long end of a long lens, you can sort of it, it helps it's a compression effect. It kind of puts the, ang- it compresses the angle against the background more. So like puts him or her right in the middle of the fishing. If that makes sense.
0: Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I see one of your pictures there you posted the other day. Is, is it with Andy there on a the little rocky outcrop yes. and you can see yeah. the surf breaking. It's out pretty far actually, that's but it. it looks out pretty far. Um, so that's the kind of ground yeah, you're, look, you're targeting.
1: Yeah. It's, it, we, we, we don't, there's this sort of south coast south coast of Cornwall fishing. You know, we don't tend to get the waves they get on the north coast, but just occasionally, I, do, I don't know why, I don't understand pressure systems enough. But just occasionally, we get this lump of swell coming in that doesn't catch the north coast because you know on the charts the north coast we had about three days, maybe three days of what you know, what you would call good surf around. You know, there were surfers everywhere, um, and. I don't tend to like it's really well I don't tend to like that those waves we get you know where you get those long sort of like twelve, thirteen, fourteen second swell periods.
0: Yes, yeah. Um,
1: I, I like unless unless we've had a period of calm weather which we had this happened back in I wanna say June. We get a sort of period of calm weather and suddenly almost out of nowhere you get this pure swell rolling in. And it definitely brings bass in. I can't. I don't know why. I mean, I guess it brings bait fishing or something. Um, that's when you know. If we had those long swell periods, days on end, which we're not going to get round here, I, I don't tend you. Know, I don't. I, I like it when it comes in off a calm period. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, if you ideally, I like those those short sort of five, six, seven, eight second seas. Um, that's what I love. But you know, th- those long swells seem to work when they suddenly come in off a very calm, calm bit of sea.
0: Yeah. Which we had last week here. I, I was actually surprised because yeah. I like kind of fishing, you know, after the big tide and, and it slackens off. I get, yes. I, I get some late night tides here and I go down, to, I go down to fish in the dark. And, but I, I just noticed we had this big, this big ground swell was there, you yeah. know, yeah. and, uh, it only it kind of was here until I think maybe Sunday. Sunday morning, I started to settle down a bit. But yeah, whatever it was, maybe it was a result of those really big tides or or whatever. But um, yeah, this big this big swell rolling in. So that obviously that obviously helped you there over those shallow reefy rocks.
1: Yeah, definitely. It was mainly because it mainly it's a lot of sand, a lot of rocks sort of sticking out. Um, and there's plenty of ground on like that all along the south coast, and I guess there must be on the north coast as well. the north coast here, you know, when they get swell. Yeah, they can get proper swell. But that, that for us, you, you, that was a sort of pretty, I suppose, a hefty swell.
0: You know, yeah, I, I, yeah. I
1: was, again, being, being being Captain Sensible. I really wanted to go s- Saturday morning, but I got my sensible hat on. I thought, no, because I was knackered. You know, I just just from, you know, your heart having to work harder. I can't help my heart. My heart's having to repair itself. and I've got no choice. So I didn't go Saturday morning, but I did get up at four o'clock and went Sunday morning but we'd lost the swell. Yeah, you, know, you could just, I got down and I thought, Oh no. Right. Um, yeah. You. So the swell was gone yeah. and the fish were gone. Yes. Yeah. So, well, my mate got two hits. I, I couldn't even pretend I got a hit. Even when I smashed my lure into a rock, right, I couldn't yeah. pretend it was a hit. Um, it was just a different, a completely different feel. Um, just, it just wasn't working. And now it's gone back to flat calm. And I sort of, you know, I suppose, you know, night fishing, which I'm not really doing yet. i yeah, will um, do yeah. a bit of estuary fishing. <laughs> um, but also I don't know about, you know, I know you talk, oh, you know, far more about bass fishing than I do, Cormac, and I know you like your, you love your big tides. I get the impression, whereas uh, I, I don't know how you feel. I, I I like big tides, but a lot of the time I will quite cheerfully take. In fact, I prefer the sort of the bigger neeps. I don't know how you feel about that.
0: Yeah, yeah, no, I I know what you mean. I suppose like it's all down to really the mark your fishing, isn't it? Um, like hundred percent, hundred percent. Yeah. Like I have a couple of marks here that a big, the big tide and the bigger, the better or whatever it is, it, it's like your situation here. It's like, they seem to push the fish in further into locations where they're not normally there. So, um, yeah. I, I kind of like that, but then saying that on a neap, on the neaps, then, um, the, as I said, the later night tides, nice neap, slacker tide, um, the fish are in a particular area and if the tide is too big or too strong, they won't be there, you know? So it's, um, yes. yeah. it's really specific yeah. to the location, isn't it?
1: Yeah, I I couldn't agree more. I mean, there's you know there's some places I love on small tides, some places I love on big tides. It was quite quite a few years ago when we you know, used to do a lot of these. Well, I want to get back to it next year. Now the sort of well, is the world back to normal, but I want, you know, used to a lot of these trips. You know, I come come to the south coast of Ireland, fish and take photographs, all this sort of stuff, and you know, we tended to always do it on big tides. And we've, by a couple of times, we curtailed our trips. With, you know, what I call massive tides, and yeah, the fishing sort of. You know, we had con- it wasn't as good as we'd hoped for in the, in the actual sea conditions and we uh, uh, you know you sort of you get to a reef you know let's say let's say you're fishing like top of the tide down on the I, you know, I tend to like a lot of reefs on the ebb tide yes yeah and you get there there'd be a bunch of fish and then suddenly the fish are gone and it's almost this wasn't my theory i don't but it's, it's a mate sort of theory you know i, I I think it makes a lot of sense. It was almost sort of on the really big tides. The tide almost strips too quickly. You know, do the fish know they've got to get the hell out of there? Whereas, you know, on a sort of, I love you know, if, if I'm if I'm fishing a you know, a spring tide mark, I tend to like you know those sort of like those smaller to sort of need medium sized springs, and then on those, you know, I, I like it. On, again on, on different marks, the sort of the bigger neeps to sort of medium leaps, I like the way they the water holds for longer, that makes sense. You know, yeah, it's, yeah. It's you know, especially you know, if you've got the conditions on certain spots, the way that water doesn't strip out so quickly, I think I can't prove it obviously, I think it holds the fish in for longer possibly or holds the bait in.
0: Yeah, yeah, definitely makes sense. It's it's definitely a good a good theory anyway. Um it's funny that you mentioned the bigger tides. Like we obviously had a really big tide there recently, just gone. You know, yeah, massive. Um, yeah, yeah, it was really big. And like the tide before that, fish better. This this tide, it didn't fish as good. Now there was some fish around, but it didn't fish as good. And I also find what yeah. I what, what I, actually what I all I like more is nearly the few days before. So I think maybe there's a yes, is there yes. a new moon on Friday or something? Um, so. I think, you know, these kind of days building up to it and then what I find is maybe safe to, safe to big moon is on uh, Friday. I, yeah. I find Friday, Saturday, it kind of goes quiet and then coming yes. down the back of it, I call it, you know, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, then the, those tides coming off the back, I find things yeah. pick up, yeah. things things start getting pick up, pick up again, you know, so that's kind of where I target yeah. my, my fishing around. Um, it's interesting, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's interesting you mentioned that um, when it just settles down a bit, you know, slackens off a little bit. As yeah. you said, maybe, yeah. maybe it's just moving too hard we know stripping too quickly um yeah it's 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 interesting
1: that but then without a doubt Cormac, the, you know, the guiding work i do with john quinlan down in kerry um you know those you know you get plenty of fish on small tides and big tides you know, when it's fishing but the big tides do give you access to just a bunch more ground there's a lot of there's a lot of shallow reefs there that's you know, when they fill up on the big tides, it definitely brings the fish in or well, the bait fish and the, and the bass in close, you know. So, on the neats, you, know, you fish different spots, you know, you can't access certain certain grounds, just the way it is. Um, so does that lend one to preferring springs more because you're accessing more ground? I don't know. I just, you know, I, don't, I definitely don't obsess about springs, I don't know that much.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's another interesting point you mentioned there is like what I what I find here a lot of the time is when once the tide starts to drop, you know the first hour of the drop, maybe into the second hour, I find that's uh, more often than not that's when the fish start to come on. Um, yeah, I, I, I wonder yes. what that is. I often thought maybe it's you know it's starting to drop back maybe you know the kind of pools and gullies are getting shallower and there's less water volume there so the fish can kind yeah, of pounce yeah. on prey and maybe some prey has yeah. been caught out or maybe it's just a bit more movement um do, do you notice that yourself or what do you think about that yourself
1: yeah look i can remember i mean i was i was, because 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 i haven't been bass fishing since before i was born i sort of i have to sort of like i have certain memories of certain things that happen that sort of to me, almost try and provide answers. You know, years ago we were on the to the Wexford coastline. So, so your coastline, um, yeah. but further is that right, further west of where you live. Um, we were fishing a spot I'd never been to before. Someone said, "Let's go and try it," and it was. You know, now, I target in a different way because I've got the gear. But you know, then I had sort of like um, I don't know. I didn't have. I didn't know about soft plastics. I was using I always remember mean, I was using you know that Ima SF one two five, which is. It was a lethal shallow diving lure. You know that as well as I do. Yeah, yeah. Um, But even so, the ground was so shallow, we were fishing the ebb tide and struggling to keep the lure above the weed. Um, We had fish, but I always, always remember, like you say, what, maybe a couple of hours into the ebb? And we started to hear bass killing fish, which I presume were... um, having to get the hell out of there because the tide was you know, the, the ground was drying out and you hear this kind of like poof, sort of explosion oh, yeah, my God. Yeah. and it was bass killing now they weren't easy fish to catch because I guess you know it was calm it was clear they were very spooky um, but I'll never forget it as long as I live because that what you know I suppose you know I suppose maybe you know. we think oh you know fish come in on the flood tide go away on the ebb tide well you, obviously we know that's not true but it can take a degree of Confidence, you know, to trust in the ebb tide, and I'll never forget that session. The sound of those bass killing fish. So, I and I'm guessing. I don't know. I'm just, I'm just having to guess. I'm guessing the bass were almost, you know, they they knew they were waiting for those bait species, those bait fish to be forced out of the rock pools or the sort of tidal gullies and such. They're right. sitting there like. You know, they're, just, they're waiting for the food to come by, aren't
0: they? Yeah, yeah. No, they they knew. It, actually, you know, they know what the story is. Yeah. Their their environment and that particular time. Whenever when that's water starts to push out, they're ready and waiting.
1: I've still got that mark on my phone, marked a secret spot too. Oh <laughs> well, you know no if you idea. want to, if
0: you want to drop <laughs> me a link there, you know I can I can investigate for you to see if you are still there. <laughs> yeah.
1: If money could exchange that, no, seriously, uh. It was, uh, was fascinating. It was fascinating. It was it was just fished it once, never fished it again. Um, but I will fish it again. Well, I'll give you a shot. We'll go and fish it. Um, just so interesting, you know, just. You know, learning stuff trying, you know, trying to think like a fish when we're never anywhere close are we really oh no and I tell you the more I talk to people especially with this
0: podcast oh. and you're talking to oh. some really you know excellent anglers like so much yeah, knowledge 100%. and um, I'm just thinking geez you know you think you might know something and there's you know there's just so much to know so much more to learn and um, you know <laughs> They're fish. They're so unpredictable as well. Like we think we yeah. we know, you know, their habits, and we can suss it out. But and we might we might have something suss for a little while, but then they completely change their habit, and we're back to square one again. You know, it's it's just so so much to know. Like uh, that's that's I suppose that's the real attraction to it as well. Like it just keeps the but brain that, brain going.
1: Yeah, and the beautiful thing about fishing is, however much you think you know, there's always going to be someone who knows a lot more than you. Um, yeah, that's that's a Absolutely, fact. Absolutely, yeah, um, yeah. And however, you know, which I really enjoy because, you know, you know, your great local ground very, very well. Um, and well, I get, that's another thing. You know, there's always someone better than me. Of course, there is. That goes without saying. Um, there's people who know the local grounds far better than I ever will. But it's what fascinates me is if I came to you or you came to me or let's say we just picked a spot in Ireland at random and went there we're all going to do different things and you learn off me. I'll learn off you. You know, I always, it fascinates you when I don't know, a mate comes to stay They they never fish around here and they do something totally different. I think, Oh, you idiot, Henry. Why haven't you tried that? Yeah. Yeah. We always, I think, you know, it's very, very easy. And I'm, I'm as guilty as anyone. You know, we get, we get stuck in our ways of, you know, we can even go, you know, I, I can think of a certain spot that I'll go in a certain state of tide and I'll put the exact same lure on. As I used before, because it caught me fish. Is that lure going to work again? I don't know. Why am I putting it on? Because it caught me fish last time. Is yeah. there any logic to it? No, no. Because the no. bass could be feeding on, so- yeah, they could be feeding on something else. And I, you know, we get we get very locked into our ways. And I love it that you know we're never close. I mean, I, I say this all the time: writing, speaking, I, we're we're never close to sussing this fishing thing out. And that's why I think it's especially lure fishing with bass, obviously, which I'm biased towards, but it's. I never... It's just so all-consuming because there's so much more to these fish than any of us, I think, ever realized when we're sort of like... When we're falling for them.
0: Yeah, like yeah as, as i said like uh, you know talking to so many people like um like i i even feel even more further away from trying to figure stuff out you know uh, <laughs> uh but like going back to what you said fishing the local mark like i sometimes bring guys fishing or friends or whatnot and I'd say here put on this this is what i use here you'll catch fish here you know this is the lure i use but i remember a specific time we went down to a spot and i use shallow divers of course on it and i said look, yeah. this is what i use but you can use whatever you want and this fellow in particular, he put on a kind of a, a soft plastic, weedless soft plastic, um, kind of a shad kind of a thing, and he was bouncing along the bottom, yeah. and something that I just wouldn't have done, because the ground is such a flow there, and uh, rough ground, you know, I just wouldn't have done it, and he ended up getting a bass, about nine pounds, you know, um, Jeez. so it really, that really opened up my mind, to say, I'll go down to that spot, and I'll fish the same lures nearly all the time, you know, and maybe I might try, experiment with a couple of new ones, or whatnot, but I put on one that I know that works. There, because yeah. I've been catching fish there for years, you know, and it's that's all that yeah. works. But, but you know, that, you know that's it's you have to get out of that way of thinking. Well, I do, anyway, you know.
1: But then look how you fish. I mean, I know we talked about this before. You know you, look how you fish the I'm a, the, the Suzuki One Hundred and Twenty. You know, yeah. you're fishing it well very well. I know you're fishing very well because you catch a lot of bass on it. But you, it's interesting how I know another guy in Ireland fishing the same as you. I can guarantee if I went, I don't know somewhere else another angle will be fishing that exact lure a completely different way you know you I, I i i clocked on very quickly to how you're fishing it incredibly deliberately in a specific way and it, and it slays you know, yeah. even even same same marks but then same lures and you know i guarantee you that someone will be fishing the pachinko a different way you know you and i would probably fish it differently without even realizing um yeah yeah and something if something incredibly subtle could make the difference between fish or no fish or bigger fish or smaller fish i just i just don't know it fascinates me
0: yeah yeah like and, and like you know that person's catching fish it's been it's been effective for him and it's been effective for me as well Well, i'm using it differently but i'm yeah. still it's still working for me you know um So uh, it's interesting. But actually, now that you mentioned the the top water, I was fishing top water there last week, few weeks, you know, and I was in a particular spot and fishing the afternoon. I'd say I must have had half a dozen hits, good big hits off the surface, right? Big hits off the top. um, And, uh, you know, they they looked and and sounded like decent fish, you know. But for whatever reason, they weren't i wasn't hooking up you know and you know i tried a different lure as well and it didn't seem to work and it, it kind of got me thinking like it was, it's coming over like I'm, I'm i'm working the lure over a kind of a a channel maybe there's maybe a hole yep. there or something and it kind of got me thinking i'm thinking like is this is this fish just attacking this lure to get it out of its its, its area you know that's what my mind was thinking oh, because yeah 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 um because like four or five times around the one spot, this fish was coming. And on one stage he actually came, hit it three times, you know, bang, bang. And as, if, as if he's trying to get it out of there, you know? Um, yeah. It's yeah. just, uh, it just got me thinking, maybe, maybe, maybe he's just just attacking it out of aggression. He's not actually going for it at all. He's just trying to get it, get it out of there. Do you ever have sessions like that on top water where no matter what you do, you're, you're just, you're not hooking up. Um, so that just leads me to believe
1: maybe yeah, you're just got- coming
0: up and hitting it, slapping it away. Um yeah, I've I've had
1: I've in the freaking bus driving mad, like you say, because they're just not they're not taking. And I, I, I what I'll do, rightly or wrongly, I'll tend to change. Or obviously, like you say, change surfaces. I'll change the subsurface. See if I will take a subsurface. Yeah, um, you know, I don't know, whack a plastic on or whack a you know, metal, whatever it may be. Mm. Um, just to see. You know, like you say, is it annoyance? Are they sort of? Is it? Are they being territorial? um yeah it's it's just got me asking i just it just
0: got me asking myself that question um you know is you know i could have been there all day and he wasn't going to take that or she was not going to take it like it was just it's the fact that yeah three, they were sitting in a particular area and as soon as that lure got to this particular area bang smashing it out of the water you know um yeah, yeah. it just got me thinking i don't know i've no idea um just just maybe it's just my excuse for not hooking
1: up you know <laughs> yeah i know i know what you mean but also i think I don't know. It's very easy to get, you know, like I said earlier, locked into, isn't it? You know, we fish, we go to, we know a certain spots produce a certain state of tide on a certain lure. So we use that lure again. Um, you know, do we change enough? Do we change too much? I know for example, you know, John, who I work with in Kerry, he's very keen on. you know, If he feels his fish, well, obviously he feels there fish there because that's why we've gone to the spot. You know, change the lure. Do something different you know, if you're not getting hits change it um whereas you know some guys again right or girls rightly or wrongly will fish the same lure because it's worked before and it it's gonna work again and i you know then you have situations like, like a very good friend of mine locally you know i this you know i couldn't fish i, I hadn't given the go-ahead after a heart attack he had a local session where it is freaking ridiculous it was almost verging on disgusting what he caught um you know he just hit it right you know there's obviously a lot of good fish in on bait and he fricking hammered them um you know i said he said oh should i be telling you?" i said no please tell me so i know it's not good for my heart yeah, but i yeah. love hearing about fishing you know i i so badly wanted to go but captain sensible on my shoulder said don't go um he absolutely hammered them um now he used the same lure all the time is actually the I'm a salt skimmer, which you know how deadly it is. Well yeah, as I do. Yeah, used it, Um and he hammered them, and he did exactly the right thing because he was catching fish. Whereas we were talking about it, and I said, "You know what I'd be like? I'd catch one bass on that lure. What's the first thing I'm going to do? I'll take it off, and I will change because it's the way I'm made. And again, it's not right or wrong. It doesn't make me any better or worse than anybody else. I just if there's a lot of you know how many times there's a lot of fish around." Which, you know, there aren't often but if there are a lot of fish around i like to it's one of my things i don't need a lot of fish you know i'm never into i know you are. i'm never into numbers i couldn't give a stuff about numbers yeah, um yeah I, I like i like the experience and if i can if i can use the experience of a lot of fish being around to play with you know a new lure or a yeah, different technique yeah. just or some experimenting color, that's what yeah, that's what floats my boat i mean you know it's no, you know my mate's a hell of a good angler it's not remotely a criticism he's the loveliest guy i'll ever meet yeah. you know he'll catch a bass in a freaking in a freaking puddle um and he's far better at a lot of bass fishing than i'll ever be um and he happened them quite rightly because how how often do you get good fish in numbers smashing but i it just interested me because i know what i'm like i know i'd have just chopped and changed because is I it, can't help it. It's the way I'm made. And yeah. And would it's it, Would I have learned, from, I, I, I hope I would have learned from it. I probably would have caught less fish because I know and changing can reduce the amount of fish you catch, but I don't care. I just, I'm just interested in it. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I agree with you so much there. And, you know, it's, it's hard to do. And I, I did it, did it for years going out to spots, particular spots. And, you know, you could get 10 fish and I've had 20, you know, 20 fish, more fish in a session. And, it's, yeah. so, it's so hard to get in that mentality of, right, hold on a minute, hold on a minute. I, I, like, it took me a while to realize that I'm not learning anything here by going down here and you yeah. the same lure and catching 20 fish. I'm not learning anything at all, yeah. you know? Yeah, so yeah. So, it, but, it, but it is, it, don't get me wrong, it is really hard because if you know that you can get a fish every cast down there and you're getting that hit, it's really hard to kind of, hold on a minute, stop, I'm going to try a different lure, that might not work. Oh, no, I agree. You know?
1: I couldn't agree more. So it's, and it's, so it's not remotely a criticism of anything. No, no. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, I'm just, I'm just trying to illustrate what I would do, which is not right. And it's not wrong. I'm just, you know, if I'm not learning something, I know fishing is going to end up boring me. I I hope it won't because I'll I'll love it for life. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. It's got to engage. It's got to engage my brain as well as my soul. As well as my heart, but not too fast on the heart. Yeah, um, yeah. It's got to engagement. So you know, and fishing does fishing engagement on so many different levels. That I, pres- uh, that's why I find it so encompassing, and I guess that's why I work in it because I didn't have any choice. Like I can't do anything else. All I do is think about fishing. It's pathetic but it's getting worse
0: as well. <laughs> it's certainly not getting better, Henry.
1: <laughs>
0: uh, but no, as you said, yeah. like, you know, constantly, like, for, for, like, you know to, to constantly learning and, you know, trying those different lures. And it took me a while to, to get out of that frame of mind of just going down and lashing fish out of it and coming back and going down the next night and doing it again. It took me a while to get out of that kind of habit where, yeah. Yeah. where now I, I go down and I do what you do. You know, I try, even if it's trying a different shallow diver I stick on something different. Try that. Um, you know, try maybe a surface lure at night, or as you said, it's just so yeah. much more to be to be gained from that. Um, yeah. It's the same with spots. I, I you know, I, I like trying. I like finding new spots <laughs> every every year. I'll try and find a new a couple of new locations. I'll go down to a particular area and and I'm just happy if I get one fish, one one or two fish out of it. I, I'm, I'm happy. I won't stay there and flog it or I won't go down the next day. So I'm in a situation now where I suppose I could have. You know, you might have half a dozen new spots this year that I've got a fish or two out of. You know, yeah. and uh, yeah. it's just it it, it opens up um, more fishing for me as well because I know now. Well, okay, I, I got a fish here before when the weather was was like this, or I got a fish up yeah. here, or yeah. I got a fish here. So all of a sudden, I've I've more I have more um, opportunities now. I have more more um, scope now for my angling. So. You know, it's just just kind of open the mind a bit, isn't it? And and just just kind of get out of the habit to go down to the same spot, yeah. flogging it, hundred um, percent, yeah, not learning yeah. anything. Just just you know, even even if you get one fish from a spot, that's a bonus for me. If I get one fish, I'm like, okay, that's great. I know yeah. there's a fish or two here, um, I'll come back to that another time. But there's spots that I found years ago, like you said about that secret spot that I might have got a fish in, it, but I, mean, I haven't been back there since. You know, it's great. It's a great complaint yeah, yeah, to have, yeah, but yeah. Um, but uh, well, I think
1: that's another. That's another challenge, Cormac, isn't it? It's you know, if you you know, let's say you know your local coastline fairly well. I know you do. Mm. You know, and you've got a certain you know, you've got the conditions, the tide, you've got everything you want. You know, the thing to do, isn't it, is go to where you feel most confident. But I again, which we know we all do, and we we love doing it. But I I think it's such like changing lures, maybe to tr- play around with stuff. I love like you the love the challenge of trying a new spot you know start to you know has this place got potential starting to you know try and work and I know Mark Cowling, who I admire hugely and Mark Cowling is brilliant at you know doing the leg work doing the brain work trying new spots and you know for guiding and for his own fishing um you know and I it's a huge thrill isn't it you know Google Earth OS maps putting the leg work in you know climbing down cliffs, you know, wading across gully, you know, trying to find, you know, it's new ground to us. I'm sure it's fished by someone else, but I love the thrill of trying somewhere new. Like you say, catching a fish and then it's that that buzz of, oh, now how can I suss this place out? You know, I've got to try it in different tides, different conditions, different moon phases. I, I so enjoy that mental challenge.
0: Yeah, no, it's brilliant. I was only talking to one of the guys today about Google Maps. He was telling me that he's been pouring over Google Maps recently and picking out spots that he could find. And he said he's, yeah. you know, he's nearly addicted to that now himself, you know, um, checking out spots. He was planning on heading down to Cork, like he was looking at stuff down there. And um, yeah. like, it's, it's 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 great, isn't it? You know, you can spend hours just pouring over maps oh. and, and finding little gullies yeah. or little bits of current yeah. there or something, you know, that, you know, and then you have to, you know, go down and investigate it and... Um, once you know what you 're looking for like it's uh, sure it's endless
1: look in my uni days here well university days at plymouth i mean you know I'd really sort of I'd always fished, but it's the first time in my life I had fishing saltwater fishing on my doorstep, and I just fished my as, as obscene how much I fished. Yeah. But, you know back in the day this is you know this is sort of back in the day of like before electricity almost um you know it was it was o s map, hiking boots, rope spike club hammer and i literally walked probably the entire south devon coastline looking for fishing spots whereas now the google earth's amazing like you and i sit there I mean, i look at spots in you know in angola you know namibia ireland i don't care i just love look but still you know you still i would argue you still got to get out there and you got to look at them you got to you know, what's that current doing? What's that wave action doing? You know, what's the ground really like? You know, what's um, what's the access like? You know, we can... Yeah, yeah. You think, think about the Copper Coast, you know, the Copper Coast west of you. Yeah. I don't know. I, I, don't, I don't know what percentage. You know, there's a lot of extremely lovely ground on the Copper Coast, but there's a percentage that you can't access um, because the cliff's too steep or there's no way in you know you think god and then, then you start drinking oh, how many big bass are down there how many big bass have never seen a lure obviously I, I guess the boat guys and the kayak guys can get in yeah but yeah. i'd argue you know, when, when you've got those onshore conditions that you like you know it's not conducive to boat fishing and it's not conducive to kayak fishing no yeah so that's right yeah you know how many parts of how many coastlines are not fished because you can't get out of which is great but there's always gonna be some nutter who starts abseiling or yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know, you know, par- parachuting down or something. Yeah. You know what I mean? Just try- yeah, you when when it's like it's like well, it's like having a heart attack and you can't go fishing. When you want to fish a spot, but you can't get down there. Oh my god, you're gonna try away. I mean, i you know, back in the day, you know, I'm sure you have nearly fell off cliffs and nearly, you know, you know, banging spikes with club hammers and putting down sort of polypropylene rope. I mean yeah it's extreme cool. isn't
0: it yeah yeah it is extreme
1: yeah i still do it a bit well i still do it now because if, if it's there i am going to try and find a way in mean, it look if it's if i can't i can't but i mean i'm going to try and find you know what it's like you just you want to get to where you can't get
0: yeah yeah it's yeah Look, you know i'm, I'm lucky here we've such a you've such a a different variety of fishing here and even even just take you're familiar with likes of bano bay here you know like the estuary yes. system there like like i could spend sure i could spend my whole lifetime trying to figure that out you know there's so many different 100%. spots and tidal yeah. Yeah. tide ranges and gullies and and i know guys who fish it in the kayak and um it's just it's a, it's a massive big area it's just mind-blowing like i was chatting i don't know if you listened to the one with marcus uh, Hazeldine. i think it was he fishes Somewhere in the southern England, there, but it's all estuary. He's in an estuary system there, and
1: yeah, he's fascinating. Oh he's really God. interesting. Yeah, he's, like, I've met him. He's a he's a, he's a I've only met him briefly. Couldn't have been nicer. Couldn't have been friendlier. But he's got a brain. He's got a fishing brain in him that absolutely fascinates me. He's you know he's he's being forced to think in in different ways because he's fishing a different kind of coastline to you, different kind of coastline to me, and that's it. Fascinates me. Like uh, that's why you know people like that it's brilliant that's why fishing is so cool yeah yeah like
0: it's completely he's thinking way outside the box and he's adapting to as you said he like it's just a big big estuary system he has to work with he's no open coast he's just fishing the estuaries and he's going way up them in all this kind of real shallow water all these urban areas he's getting massive big fish up there great fishing um And I was just like, it's 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 mind blowing, really. Um, Just even picking little little things, little bits of advice off them, like it's um, just to utilise down here in the estuaries by just just exploring the upper reaches and the shallow and the shallows up there. And you know, he he mentioned something about like you know the the bass are aware. Like you were talking about bigger tides and the the neap tides. You know, further up the channels, the bass will stay up there on the neap tides because they're aware that it doesn't dry out. You know, so you won't fight them on the big tides because it's getting it's getting too dry for them and they might get caught out, but on the slacker tides, they'll be up there because they know, they know that there's going to be a certain amount of water there, at low tide, they don't leave the system, they're going to stay up there, he's proved it, he's caught them there, and I'm thinking, geez, sure, you know, it could be the same here, you know, so I'm going to have to go and investigate all these, you know, low tide spots.
1: Exactly the same, exactly the same here, Cormac, I mean, it, it, to be honest, it, it's probably not good for my heart, but it fries my brain how much fishing I'm not doing, you know, I, I try and do a lot. I try and experiment. I try and, but you know, I, I, estuary fishing, you know, I, I do, I, I don't agree with this kind of, there's a, there's a, maybe a sort of growing, I don't know how the word to describe it, a growing sort of bass snobbery, which I hope doesn't take, you know, doesn't, um, half doesn't become the mainstream as such. You know, I think estuary fishing is just as, you know, it's fascinating. I think, open coast fishing is fascinating I, you know the fact that we can cast catch bass in so many different areas is fascinating um there's so much to estuary fishing that i'm not doing i'm trying to do a lot but i haven't even touched it now, i watched yeah. a um i was watching because obviously I, you can tell you know, it pops up in my youtube feed um some of these french videos and they're fishing all these creature baits and stuff which i haven't really sort of got got to grips with at all yet this year bloody heart attack got in the way for starters but um i was watching one flashed up in my feed and i was watching it and i had to do a double take because i thought hang on he's fishing my spot which is obviously not my spot yeah where he was fishing he was fishing an estuary in france i swear to you looked so much like a spot that in an estuary not a million miles from me i honestly thought i i thought and then i i know how i tend to fish a spot and i walk i walk past so much ground to get to a specific point i suppose you'd call it um and but he's fishing the ground that i'd walk past um yeah that's just amazing yeah I, yeah i'm thinking i'm thinking henry you are a tit Yeah. because <laughs> how many fish <laughs> am i walking past in my rush to get to the spot that i know might fish and I I watched that video. Yeah, so now I'm thinking, oh God, you know, you know, how, you know there's only 24 hours in a day. Obviously, we all have to work and earn a living. Um, but I wish there were 36 hours in a day because there's so much more you want to play around with. Even when I started off estuary fishing, it was, it was actually mainly in Ireland. It was you know bumping plastics and a bit of current, um, bumping the bottom. Last two hours of the ebb, which I love it. You know, it's great. But then you start to you, know, you start to watch you talk to people watch people read books um and you start to realize that there's a huge amount more to estuary fishing like there's open coast fishing i think i think these bass are doing things in some estuaries that we we haven't yet got to grips with i mean you know you talk to salmon anglers who're catching bass instead of salmon and then you go you know, guys catching The old big bass, taking it home, gutting it, and there's a a sort of wild brown trout in there. I mean, you know, how much more we got to learn about these amazing fish? I think it's just—it's never ending. It's brilliant.
0: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. As I said, the more the more I talk to people, the more there's just so much more to learn. And same thing, there's a a guy who fishes here. You know, these old school guys, like he's he's you know late seventies now, and he's been fishing bass all his life. And even he'll turn to me and say, you know. You know, there's very, I know very little about bass fishing even at this stage yeah. in my life. You know, it's 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 yeah. it's just fascinating.
1: But also, how I was thinking again. I have to think of sort of experiences. I remember years ago, when I, was, I was getting into bass fishing, trying to learn a bit, and you know, walking out the coast. This is actually I think it was somewhere in South Devon years ago, and let's I was sort of walking out there. In it might have been you know end of May, early June. And an old boy said, "Oh, you're never going to catch anything." I said, "Why not?" He said, "Oh, bass fishing here is like it's July to July to September." I said, "You what?" Um, he said, "Oh, yeah, we, we only catch bass in July to September." I said, "Oh, okay, cool, sort of, yeah, you know, yeah, or, <laughs> whatever." Or, you know, yeah, exactly. You know, things have, you know, I know, I'm not. It's nothing to boast about because I'm just lucky. But I is it right? I've now you know not not the same year but i've now caught on a lure from the shore a bass in every single month of the year now that's that's nothing heroic because i've only ever caught one in march for example and a handful in february but it's doable you know and and there's some people i can again i think about i think about someone like mark cowling who knows his stuff backwards um He's had some freaking awesome fishing, like February, February, March. Um, I mean, I'm not saying it's going to happen everywhere because, of course, it's not going to happen everywhere. But if you are living in a part of the, the world, the UK or Ireland, where it might be possible, why not? You know, we're doing things, we're fishing in ways that, you know, 20, 30 years ago, I guess, weren't thought of, maybe. You know, who knows where we'll be in 20, 30 years' time.
0: Yeah, like, even, even less, even, like... Go go to like even different species. Like, I mean, I was talking to a chap recently, he was fishing off the rocks down and down around the hook area, and he spotted some bluefin tuna a couple of hundred meters offshore breaching the water, yeah. you know. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then I had reports down there a couple of years ago of some bonito being caught um, on the yeah. boat, maybe a mile off hook head. Um, it's just, it's can you imagine, like, in you know, five years' time, we might be getting these bonito or whatever in casting distance of the rocks is re- so yeah, it's a real if, possibility if
1: we, if we get fish like that that can be targeted realistically um bring it on i mean you know there's there's some there's been some footage during the rounds recently of, of some of some big bluefin tuna right off start point in south devon you know, very close to shore yeah i see that now,
0: yeah yeah fascinating
1: i know what i'm like because I'm, I'm a grown-up twat um if those fish were there i'm gonna chuck a lure at them should i well, I, I like to—I like to think I wouldn't, because I think I'm grown up and 50 years old. Yeah. You can't yeah. help it, can you? It'd be, um, it'd be very mind hard mind to, just,
0: yeah, it'd be very hard to not cast your lure if you see, yeah, you know, and fish you're never like that
1: in a million years. I funny enough, before you and I started talking for this podcast just today, I just messaged a mate because he sent me the footage. Another guy sent me the footage, and I said, I said, look, mind you, if you want to change your braid, hook one of those fish, because I reckon it will do you, it will do in a couple of seconds. Yeah, you know, we, yeah, you know, we're never going to land fish like that it's from the shore. Um. But just the fact that we've got fish like that feeding in our waters that close to shore, oh, it's, you know, like you say, if they're there, what else could be there in ten years' time?
0: Yeah, yeah. No, it's real. It's a very real possibility. You know, I mean, it really is. You know, and who knows? Five years, ten years' time, we could be fishing for the likes of bonito or I mean, yellowfin tuna yeah. off the rocks, and, off the beach. You know, it's yeah. it's a real possibility.
1: I know a 10-pound bass is a dream fish. You know, we all, we'd all all love to be catching those 10-pound bass, but we're not. Um, but you you put a 10-pound bonito against a 10-pound bass, there's no comparison. You know, I know, I love bass. They're my favorite fish in the world. But, I, you know, everyone's got to take me with a slight pinch of salt, as you know, I can talk about you know, fighting fish hard, or I don't. I don't care about numbers. I don't care about size. You know, I've been very lucky for my work to have fished, you know, all around the world, or taken photographs all around the world. You know, I've caught plenty of big fish. And they're fishing way more than me from the shore. All this sort of stuff. So I'm yeah. very lucky. Um, but you know, so but I love bass ab- above everything else. But yeah, if you want a pure scrap, you got something like a bonito, like a false albacore. You know, the tuna species you know, leave Bass for frigging dead. You yeah, know, There's just no comparison. Um, if we can target those one day, oh my God, watch this space.
0: Yeah, yeah, we'll be having very different conversations in a few years' time with oh, a bit of luck.
1: Yeah, because we won't be buying 150 yards spools of braid. We'll be buying 300-yard spools of braid because they'll be stripping us. Yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I certainly won't be buying, I mean, much as, much as Suffolk's 131 is my favorite braid in the world, I will not be buying a three hundred yard spool of suffix one three one to be stripped of it in two seconds flat. No, 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 no. You know, cost cost will become a cost will become a factor if a fish is stripping your reel.
0: Yeah, instead of like 50, 50 or sixty uh, pound for a spool of braid, you'd be talking like 150, <laughs> 200 fifty, two hundred pound for yeah. a spool of rage You know.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah. Who knows what yeah yeah yeah
0: talking about gear and 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 lures and stuff and equipment um is there anything anything interesting you're kind of using at the moment or you're looking forward to using or lure wise or even rods or whatnot
1: i funnily, enough i uh, we're working on a bunch of rods i've just literally started working you know because i can get back to fishing now i've just started fishing with recently um so working on a new bunch of rods um the Savage Gear stuff obviously because I work with Savage Gear and they're, they're nice people um, but the rods the rods that I've been most impressed with this year are some of, the, some of the new major craft stuff I think is just ridiculously nice mm-hmm. um, yeah. I know you're fishing with some of it I think you know the the people in the UK bringing major craft into our into the UK oh, they deserve medals they're doing such a good job um, so yeah some of that major craft is it, is it the Tide Drift I think yeah. it's called yeah um, yeah I think the nine six, especially the nine six, is I think it's thirty or thirty five gram. Yeah, yeah, I think it's I think it's freaking awesome. Um, and then I know, and then some, you know, these new Apia rods, Apia, 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 that Ben's doing the art of fishing. Oh my god, you know, I am, I'm a tackle top. Make no mistake, you know, I get to play with a lot of gear as part of my work. You know, I've got a bunch of new rods here that we're working on. Do I need a new rod? Do I hell? um am i trying my utmost to resist buying a bunch of new apia rods yes and i'm gonna fail because um some of them are so nice um are they gonna catch me more fish probably not but yeah you're you're
0: gonna have fun you're gonna have a lot of fun using them and enjoyment
1: yeah yeah so so no i mean i mean you there's a lot. There's a lot of good gear. Um, I saw some of the new, obviously the new, the, the new Western rods for 140 quid. They were really nice. Um, you know, there's. I think there's. there's more and more gear around. You know, again, and one of the. Um, I've actually got, got the reel here. Um, you yeah, because I can, because Abu's part of pure fishing and pure fishing owns Savage Gear now. You know, I can ask to see the old bit of gear, and someone said you need to see these. What's it called? Abu Superior reels. Oh yeah um it's 100 quid i just don't see what's wrong with it i mean i've got the 3000 what's it called the 3000 sh the abu superior 3000 for 100 quid i just think it's brilliant you know sure you're not meant to drown it um like you are the you know that really expensive hen authority which is absolutely freaking lovely not cheap but um something like that um abu superior for 100 quid it's brilliant. I just can't go wrong.
0: Yeah, it's definitely worth worth a punt on it, isn't it? You know, I mean, um, you know, it's for that price. Like, if you can get some good fishing out of it, it's that's that's a good good deal. Look,
1: I th- you, there is, you know, there, you, it's an age old argument, isn't it? You know, what do you do? Do you spend do you spend four hundred quid on a real at the Pen Authority, which again I can get for nothing because of my work? Um, I love it. You know, would I love it as much as I bought it? Well, I don't know if I'd have bought it, but I'm, I probably would because I'm a tart. Um, Awesome reel. Will it last four times as long as a hundred quid reel? I don't know. Mm. Is there you know? Do you buy one hundred pound reel a year and trash it and bin it and buy another one, or do you buy a four hundred quid reel because it is you know it's lovely and smooth and the authority you can drown it? Is that going to last me four years straight? Watch this space. I don't know, but you know it's hard, isn't it? You know yeah. what, what? Some some of the cheaper gear now is. If some of those cheaper Shimano reels, I mean, they are so good. You know, all that sort of technology trickles down, doesn't it? You know, look at some of those major craft rods now. I mean, you know, you got quality in those rods that was probably double the price ten years ago. You know, these are these are serious bits of kit. I think, in my opinion, um, you got to start wondering you know, how much better can a rod get? Yeah, know, the, the, yeah, the gear is the gear is so good now; it's almost. Well, yeah, we a sport for choice,
0: don't we? Yeah, and, and particularly, I think, with rods, like, I mean, the quality of rods these days is excellent, and you can get a really good quality rod without breaking the bank, you know. Um Like I think where I find the difficulty is 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 reels, you know. Um, like I have, Like I have rods. I use the major craft stuff. It works for me. It doesn't let me down. It's good. It's good stuff, you know. So I I I, I stick with that. Um, and I could use, I could probably have one rod, you know, and it's gonna last me years, you know. Um, yes. And I I'd be confident in in that. But with reels, fucking reels, you know, it's you know one reel works for one person, then the other person has hassle with it, and then. You yeah, know, you spend yeah. a whole heap of money on another one and maybe that does not is not as good as you thought and then some of the cheaper reels are good. It's, I think with reels, unless you, as you say, unless you start paying big books like up to a thousand euro or pound or whatnot for your reel, it's kind of, it's, it's very hit and miss, isn't
1: it? Um. It, yeah, it, you know, I think, if, you know, if I, you know, I like this Abu Superior for a hundred quid. Mm. I can get it for nothing. I can try it for my work, you know, mm-hmm. um, but I can guarantee you someone's going to hate it. There's someone's going to have, I don't know, they'll get wind knots or they'll get this. Or yeah, you know, someone, yeah. Yeah. You know, I get on really well with the pen slammers. I love the pen slammers. I, I know the quirks. I know, you know, what to do to sort of, um, how to get them to work for me. But I, you know, some people get wind knots, some people can't get on the, some people find them too heavy. You know, yeah, you know reels yeah. are really, really, reels are really hard because, you know, you like Daiwa, you like Shimano, you like Penn, you like Abbey, you like Akuma. I you know, it's it's you know, and it, yeah, and it's very You know, I love, you know, I love writing reviews on my blog, which I only ever my opinions, it's, that's all it is, it's nothing scientific. Um I'm, I'm about to write a review of a real what's it called? It's called the Daiwa BGMQ. Spinning wheel. Okay. Lovely. I mean I you know, I've been hearing I've i been hearing quite a bit about it in America. And when when the Yanks scream about something in certain fishing disciplines, you got to take notice. You know, they they scream about the Van styles. I don't want. To, I, I can't go on with Van Stal. I didn't go on with Van Stal, but it doesn't mean they're bad reels. They're great reels. Um, when the Yanks scream about something in the sort of striped bass world or you know redfish world, I tend to take notice. And they scream about this Daiwa BGMQ. So I've got one again. I have got my hands on it. I've been fishing with. It. I absolutely love it. Now I'll review it and say that I really, really like it. Then there's one fundamental feature or lack of feature, which may put people off, but it's impossible. You know, I'm going to say I really like the reel. i have been fishing with it for a few months, but what's it going to be like in a year or two? I don't know, but what do you do? Do you review an item after four months, five months, or do you wait two years, then the freaking reel's out of date and it gets replaced anyway?
0: Um, yeah yeah you it's... know
1: rod, rods are fine if rods you know if you fall on a rod you're going to break it um yeah. anyway so there's you know, some rods break you know i know there has been the uh, there's been the odd uh, savage gear sgs8 i've heard there's been a few breakages i don't know why i'm trying to get to the bottom of it we will always replace the rods um i wish it didn't happen but it has happened um i can't break them but um they have a few but you know rods will technically last a long time how long is a reel, a spinning reel especially, how long is that not going to last in a harsh saltwater environment? And in our world, you know, let's be honest, we love bass, but bass aren't damaging gear. You know, bass aren't going to break rods. Bass aren't going to trash reels. They're not big no, enough. They're not no. fast enough. Yeah. Your 100-pound GT can can buckle a pinning gear in five seconds flat. A bass ain't doing that. I don't care I don't care how big the bass is. It is simply unhappening. Um, so to me, it's the saltwater environment that trashes the gear. And you're right. Spinning wheels are a—it's not easy.
0: No, it's not. I don't I just love for someone to, you know, here. This had me a reel here. This, look, this is going to last you three or four years. And in fairness, my van style has lasted me four years. Um, and yeah, it's but amazing. The only, it's amazing. It's yeah, amazing. You know, and but the only problem, the only problem, with it is, is well, I have to send it to America, or I send it to the UK for service. And you know, it's gone for three months. Uh, and then if they want yep, parts yep. for it, they have to go and and you yeah. know call america and get parts over from america so you know it, it solved a problem in one way where like i used it for three years without servicing it and you know when you yeah. opened it up it was perfect inside you know and i mean okay yeah. it, it's it's paid for itself uh, over and over but but you know to get a service to get parts for it, it it's 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 difficult it's tricky and even to get someone but to also, look at it in the first place you know it's it's that's the problem empty.
1: Yeah, and also that's yeah, yeah. Uh, you know. Also with reels, it's um, yeah. How do you look after them? You know, I look mm. after my reels religiously. I, I hose them down after every trip. That you know, I always grease them, oil them. I get any any hint of raspiness, I oil or I grease where I think it is. Um, but I've you know I've got a couple. Yeah, you know, I know people, a couple of mates, or people they've never washed a reel down in their life. Um, so. You would expect my reels to last longer than theirs. You know they, you know they 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 might. Oh, my reel is crap. Cause it's not lasting. But if you don't look after your gear, it's never going to last. But it's it's everybody's different, aren't they? You know, I wash my lures down. The next person doesn't. You know, yeah. Someone yeah. says those, those someone says those treble hooks are crap. I don't think they're crap because they don't rust. But I wash my gear down.
0: Yeah. You know, yeah, it's all, yeah. Yeah. It's
1: especially all... obviously, you know, salt water is the problem. It's always you know we love saltwater fishing. It's always going to be. It's always going to trash gear. I don't care what the gear is. It's going to trash it.
0: Yeah, and it's always going to be a challenge to the manufacturers as well to kind of, yeah, you know, yeah. how are we going to keep salt water out of this reel? I can make it still make it user friendly and lightweight and you know functional. And um, I'm, I'm sure. Like I've no doubt it is. It is a challenge, you know, and that's why. Yeah. That's why we're still kind of searching for for that. You know, if if there is, there's definitely, uh, you know, there's there's space there for a kind of a, you know. A, a budget reel, or even a mid, middle of the road uh, reel that you know that's affordable, um, but does the job. Like you're saying about this Abu Superior, maybe maybe this could be the one. You know, like a, a hundred hundred pound or whatnot for a reel. Um, you know, if if it, if it can do the job, pretty good. Um, yes, they're onto but, something.
1: But if you take if you take a reel like that, which you know it's hundred quid, nice reel. There's there's lovely. There's lovely Shimano reels for 100 quid. There's lovely dog reels for 100 quid. But if you take that reel into the surf, look at the photographs I posted the other day of my mate. And if you put, we were using pen authority reels because they just, they laugh at those. If you take my 100 quid Abbot Superior, lovely reel into that surf, you're going to trash it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but as a manufacturer, what do you do? Do you say to your customers, do not use the reel in that environment because then they think, oh, it's not tough enough. It, it's yeah, yeah, it's impossible. You know, buy, buy a van style and do what you want. You know, even though your VR fifty, which is a lovely reel, it's not as sealed as their top end ones.
0: Yeah, um, yeah,
1: it's 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 sealed enough, but you know, they you know, say for, for people, what for you know, what I'm
0: using it for, for as you say before, for Airbus, Like I mean, you know, it's. It's nearly uh, overkill for our bass, you know, that, that yeah, fifty even, yeah. you know, where we're in the States where yeah. they're they're are using the bigger ones where the big stripers and stuff, they're really being being tested. And as you said before in relation to out earlier, like the, the Americans like it's the stuff there has been beat and tested over there by anglers there. It's you know it's yeah. If yeah. it's good coming out of the States, it's it's more than likely bloody good, you know, because it's been tested yeah. Yeah. and it's, yeah. you know, it's been tested properly. Whereas here where we, we don't really, you know, it's we're not putting them under pressure, like they're not being tested really as such, from fish anyway, you know.
1: Um, well, no, people often ask me, they often say, oh, what's the drag like? And realize, I don't care. I don't know. I'm got a clue just wind yeah. it up yeah yeah it's um, not
0: it's not important yeah
1: yeah you know it's not it's, it's not like talking you know there's it's a gt i'm all over it. i'm interested i'm um, gt jack redfish tarpon i'm just but you know if you ask me now what's the drag like on this abu superior for 100 quid i don't know it's all right you can pull line off it but i just wind my drag down anyway i mean it if yeah you know, i'm not a bass should be able to take a big bass should be able to take line at close quarters Not. i'm not being stupid yeah but all these people who people who hook in these fish and saying they're screaming yards line off. I'm sorry, tiny, tiny drag up. But then, as I said earlier, take me with a pinch of salt because I've, you know, I've been lucky through my work to, I suppose, learn how, you know, how you can put the gear you use through its paces and what the gear can actually do. Yeah. You know, I don't, yeah. I'm, I'm worried about how a reel turns 8 million times as opposed to the, is it got the smoothest drag in the world? I don't really care for bass fishing. I couldn't give a stuff.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. No, I got you
1: you know that's but then but that's you know but take me with i will say you know take me with a pinch of salt people like me people hate me i can't do anything about that um i've just got my opinions and that's the way it is
0: yeah yeah no you know look at it it is it's it's really interesting and and you know even with lures and stuff i was chatting to a guy there i don't know if you heard this the last one the last podcast but his chap over in denmark fishing there for sea trout you know
1: and, uh, that's in my, that's in my to listen to list. I'm saving it up for a card. Yeah. Here.
0: Oh, bloody hell. Really interesting guy again. And, you know, such, you know, typical um, Danish detailed knowledge of, of his craft, yep. you know, and fishing for the sea trout. And, you know, he's reeling, like he calls us, you know, he's speed, speed fishing, like a such, like, so he's reeling really fast, Well, I think I'm reeling, yep. retrieving fast for a yep. sea trout. I'm not, I'm not really, you know, he's really fast and spin stopping them and, you know, and, and coming again, like, but. He was talking about these. Um, obviously, uh, Weston have the Sandy Andy lore, which is very really successful yes. over here. You know, I love it. Yes. But he had they have this inline Sandy, so it's kind of an inline version oh, of the God. Sandy Andy. Yeah. That um that he he like is his, is his best lore over there at the moment for sea trout, Jeez. and um, I just can't wait to get my hands on some of them to try them out. You know. Um, yep. well, but they uh, call they
1: call those sea trout. I think they call they call them a fish of a thousand casts. Um. You know they aren't. They, they've got a. They've got a lot of shallow, broken ground, and they are searching serious water for those fish.
0: Yeah, yeah. But it's
1: like, like you know, yeah. their sea trout fishing is like our bass fishing. Where, you know, it's a lot of. You know, it's quite technical. Sort of similar. I'm not saying the rods are the same, but it's sort of similar weights of rods, lengths of rods. You know, we're casting similar, similar weights, similar weight lures. Um, I find that. Yeah, I'm. If you want to, I'm. I'm itching to go. I've got good contacts in Denmark. I want to go and do their sea trout fishing. I want to go and photograph it. Um, I want to take, you know, I, I know there's a couple of the Appia rods. I bet you that nine foot six tide drift major craft, I bet you that'd be a freaking awesome sea trout rod. Yeah. But it's just so, it's so smooth. I know the Appia Vivogue, I reckon that'd be the most awesome sea trout rod. Um. So I could almost, I could justify buying that rod for myself just to go and try for sea trout. Um. Yeah, See so the yeah. way my weird, My my adult brain
0: works. Yeah. You had to to convince (laughs) yourself that you need to buy it to go sea trout fishing (laughs) in four years' time in Denmark. Yeah. Um, But what I I did notice with those major craft rods, I was really surprised that. The sensitivity, and maybe it's this new carbon, and and, and maybe it's another rods as well. But I was really surprised. I actually thought the first time I used it when I got a bass, I actually thought it was a sea trout because I could feel every tap, 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 bum, It was really, yeah. really sensitive. Yeah. You know, coming down through the rod. Um, yeah. Which was really interesting. Real fast, fast, powerful, sensitive rod. But you know had the sensitivity, but it didn't lose the power. Um, I think a lot of the rods are yeah. going down that way. They are lighter, you know, they're more sensitive, but they haven't lost that power. They're not soft, you know, they haven't, there's no compromise yeah. there. So it's obviously it advances in technology with those carbons, uh, which is really, no, really good.
1: It's interesting, because, you know, obviously with Savage Gear, I suppose, we're, you know, we're always, always developing stuff and, you know, we, we talk a lot about this and that and developing rods, you know, my, you know, I'm again, it's not right or wrong, but my, because I get to use so many different kinds of rods, my opinions definitely. I hope they mature. I'm not, you know, they change. I hope they mature. To you know, you know, anyone can build a scaffold pole, and yeah, it's it's it's, it's easy to build, you know, a stiff, ridiculously quick lure rod for not very much money. Yeah. But you want to build that, like you say, that kind of that that um that tension, that sensitivity you find in your major crafts or your high-end Savage gears or your high-end your appias and your Shimano and your Di- you, know, you start to try and introduce that, and it's yeah, it's a, it's a different ball game. And then you then within the range, the range, these ranges of rods, you know, do you try and make every with those SGS eight rods and um, the SGS five rods, which you know I know I'm biased, I accept that. But I do. I fish with enough rods to think the SGS five rods are the best value for money rods you can get your hands on. But that's me being biased. But, that's, but but what I did, it sounds grand. What we did with those ranges of rods was try and make every. If this makes sense. Try and make every rod comparable to its. You know, you could you could tell, you could tell that each rod was from a specific range. If that makes sense. Yes. Yeah. Whereas someone like Apia. Have definitely gone down and um gone down a different route. And there's these blue savage gear they're called SGS six rods that this lad Marcos does over in he's actually based in Greece. Um you can see in those ranges they've very deliberately made you, very individual rods, if that makes sense. You know, the your nine foot thirty-five gram rod might feel completely different to your nine six thirty-five. And that's very deliberate. Yes. In yeah, Apia, yeah. In, in Appia's new range, is it the, R, the RS range? That Appia Vivogue, which I think is about the best nine foot six rod I've ever fished with. Um, that Appia Vivogue is a completely different rod to, let's say, the nine foot nine, the the Appia Sky High, and that's that's very deliberate. Um, and it's really interesting, sort of learning and understanding why that's been done, because then it obviously it it can translate into your own thinking
0: yeah and you can get and, and you know that opens the, the scope up like you can get a rod more people can get a rod that suit them to tailor tailor their own yes. kind of preferences there's more options available now for rods you know like so if you like a, a light kind of faster rod or you know so you can really home in on what you want and what suits you best and um, i think that's where the manufacturers are going
1: but then you need Cormac. you need someone like ben at the art of fishing you need mike and the guys at Turtle bait and tackle you know the, the people who bought import major craft you yeah you need good people like them to be able to advise customers on what rod might suit them the best obviously you know they're going to try and sell a major craft they could, of course they will but they, you know major craft with a huge range of rods you know ben does a huge range of rods the art of fishing or you know, even you know, call someone up like like veal's mayor lauder are mayor you call them and they will do their absolute utmost to try and make sure you've got the rod to suit you now it's easy for me. I get to try loads of different rods and I can talk until the cows come home. I can find out what I like. but I know you know it's not easy for a lot of a lot of anglers you can't get to you know, physically hold this gear, so you know the tackle trade to me is reliant on good honest people to. Try and impart a bit of that skill and a bit of that knowledge.
0: Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. And you know yourself, like you, don't, you really don't know what a rod is like for yourself until you have a lure on the end of it and you're casting out and using it. That's the reality, isn't it? And yep. you're exactly, kind of, exactly. if you can't do that, you're depending on, as you said, other people who are either testing them or are kind of researching them before they purchase that. Look, this is what this rod does and we're you know, there has to be a level of trust there that it's accurate um, so that we can, you know, you can get what you want, really.
1: Yeah. But then look, you know, someone like no, me, I, mean, I just, you know, I just review, I just review blo- rods, little rods on my blog. Cause I'm a, I enjoy fishing with them. I enjoy trying stuff out. You know, my opinions no more or less valid than anyone else's. Um, you know, I know what I like. Um, I'm open-minded, but I know what I like. I, I'm, I'm prepared. I'm very prepared to give gear time to kind of open up, but I know what I like, you know, and what I like isn't necessarily what you like isn't necessarily what Joe blogs like. In Southampton. You know, it's all. It's important. You know, I've, had, I've had various emails. Oh, Henry, I hate this rod. Well, sorry. I mean, what can I do about it? I mean, yeah, you know, it's, not, yeah. it's, not, it's not my fault. Um, I review gear that I like fishing with because I can't be. You know, I'm not getting paid to review rods. So I'm certainly not going to go out fishing gear I don't like using. I'll just, just chuck it aside and pick something else up. You know, yeah, it's not the, yeah. I'm, you know I'm not getting paid to review stuff. I, I want to go fishing with stuff I enjoy. Or I'm interested in, or separately, it's a work thing with Savage Gear, and I've got to go and test gear out. That's a separate thing altogether. Um, but yeah, so look, it's a minefield, but we have never, on the flip side, we've never been more spoiled with access to gear. It's incredible.
0: Yeah, no, it is great. And as we said, like the quality of stuff is getting better and, you know, prices is, is yeah. coming down. Like it's more, you know, affordable now. You can get really good afford- affordable kind of rods and reels and packages. Like you can get underwater yeah. for, for, without breaking the bank, like, and see if, if that's what, something time. you want to do. Like, yeah. so it, it is great. Um, but here, Henry, look at, I'm after overcooking the chicken and... It's nearly, <laughs> it's nearly you high are, tide. You are,
1: you are in serious trouble, aren't you? As well, I, you're gonna, I know. You're not cop it. I Just know. Blame me, Cormac. I honestly blame. I get loads of people blame me. or Henry said I should buy this. Yeah, or Henry said I should go fishing. Blame me, and a lot of lots of fishing girlfriends fishing wives they hate me just blame me it's much easier okay seriously
0: yeah yeah well i will definitely be doing that 100 percent um <laughs> <and> it's high tide <laughs> it's high tide yeah. at half <laughs> five so i'm i'm gonna i'm gonna go down for a few casts as well but um look at it's been brilliant uh, chatting. Uh, really has and i'm great to see you back to yourself and you're you know still as passionate as ever about the fishing and you know it's great to see you getting out for a few casts and being so open and so uh, helpful and you know passing on the knowledge and being you know sharing your your experience with 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 your health uh scared there recently it's it's helped me and i'm sure it's going to help help many others as well so thanks a million for that and i'm delighted to see you and keep that positive energy and positive positive attitude going and um no doubt we'll see you soon
1: no cool look honestly it's an honor thank you for asking me again you're a star and um your podcast is freaking brilliant. You Honestly, I take my hat off. Well done. Please keep it going because we love it. Okay. Thank you very much for having me on again. Seriously.
0: Cheers, Henry. Talk to Day you soon. Easy. Okay. Cheers,
1: Cormac. Good, good luck, good luck on the top of the tide.
0: Cheers. So that's it folks for episode 18 of the Lore Fishing Podcast and thank you once again for interacting with the podcast and making it what it is today. Um, I've had such good feedback throughout the year for all the episodes and all the contributors and I want to thank you all as listeners for you know, listening to it, sharing, subscribing and making it uh, what it is by spreading the word. Again, feel free to reach out to me if there's anyone you would like to hear on the podcast as I'm led by the listeners. Um, thank you all once again and we'll see you in two weeks for the next one.